the country's national vaccine uh, advisors are recommending uh, all Canadians get another COVID-19 booster shot uh, this fall. Uh, those recommendations come from the National Advisory Committee on Immunization. That news came out yesterday. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, the recommendation, and I thought it was a good time to also get a good uh, an update on COVID, is Dr. Brian Conway, Medical Director and Infectious Disease Specialist at the Vancouver Infectious Disease Center. Dr. Conway, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me back. Jeff. Yeah, it's been a long time. You know, you're almost uh, on the show, radio station so much, you should have had your own show at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great to hear your voice, you know. Uh, first oh. and foremost, your thoughts. Uh, this is the right way to go in your mind in regards to the recommendation? Absolutely. I think when the World Health Organization declared an end to the worldwide pandemic, they were very clear. They said that COVID-19 is now part of the range of respiratory viruses that we will have to deal with normally in the long term. So influenza requires a yearly shot. COVID-19 will require a yearly shot. Uh, Who should get the booster shot? Anyone over the age of five is strongly recommended to get this booster shot if they have been previously vaccinated and have not received a vaccine in the previous six months. Those who have not been vaccinated need to go through the primary vaccination series of two shots, 8 to 12 weeks apart of the older bivalent vaccine before we go into this newer vaccine. But this is really, if you're going to go get your flu shot, go get your COVID shot almost for sure. That's what's, uh, that's where the way I should think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be uh, more impactful, and, and this is a medical and health question and perhaps a political one as well, to target higher risk groups uh, than a blanket recommendation? I think it's pretty well in parallel with what we're doing with influenza. Is it a blanket recommendation for the entire population? But there are groups that it uh, that it's strongly recommended that they get it. And it's really those that are at risk of severe COVID, those with heart disease, lung disease, underlying immune issues and the like. Uh, and I think that's basically what we're going to do. That's part of the NACI recommendations. They said everyone should get it, but these people should really get it. Okay. Now, is another wave coming, like a significant wave? Well, I think it will ebb and flow over years the same way as influenza does. There will be some years that will be worse than others. It's important to recall that right now in Canada, over 1,700 people are hospitalized with covid 50 to 55 in the ICU, and each week there's between 20 and 30 deaths. So it's still there. Whether there'll be a wave of transmission, probably. I think not uh, the huge waves of the beginning of the pandemic, but we still need to, to be careful, do all the things that have kept us safe, including getting vaccinations when it's appropriate to do so. Mm. Uh, and, and this booster uh, this fall, that's to address uh, variants from the Omicron virus, specifically? Well, yeah, it's going to be an XBB 1.5 or 1.16. It's going to be adapted to the strains that are circulating. Again, this is exactly the same as the yearly flu shot that's adapted to the strains that uh, that we think are going to be uh, around. It'll be targeted. It will benefit greatly those that have received a complete series of three or more vaccinations. It'll boost their immunity, and we're hopeful that that will be the yearly shot, that it will carry you until 
the following uh, fall. Mm-hmm. How much longer do you think we'll have to have these? As you say, it's it's like uh, influenza uh, every year that we, we we get our influenza shot. Is this something we're going to have to be? We'll be talking about ten years from now. Is this something we look at for the next two or three years? Oh, 10, 20, 30 years. Again, I think the parallels with mm-hmm. influenza are are very much uh, pertinent. Is uh, it's it, it's part of the range of respiratory viruses that we will have to deal with. For the foreseeable future, hmm. uh, with the benefits of hindsight uh, and you know just uh, watching the system, the health system cope. Um, what do you think we should have done differently? Uh, and like I say, I say this up front with the benefits of hindsight. Is there anything we think you think we should have done differently in regards to our approach to to COVID? Well, I think for vaccinations, we got it pretty much right. Uh, we uh, tried to vaccinate everyone. And we try to specifically vaccinate those at highest risk and intervene when there were outbreaks. Uh, We learned to wash our hands. We learned to stay home when we were sick. We learned to wear masks. I think that in general, we got it right in some of the details with hindsight. We could have opened up certain things more quickly. Uh, We could have intervened on outbreaks in a more insightful way. But I think that's really... uh, you know, small picture stuff. We got the big picture pretty well right. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to the health care system itself, what would you like to see that's different now in regards to dealing with future pandemics, but also broadly just having a, 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 a successful and, and, and more importantly, just a health care system that can cope with these types of things. Is there anything you'd like to see more, you know, beyond, I think most British Columbians would say more resources for a health care system. Is there anything else that you would like to see done differently from the health care perspective? Yeah, I think two things. We need to focus on making sure that if someone needs to see a health care provider today, that that's made available to them. That'll help us understand if there are problems afoot. And uh, it'll certainly improve the health of populations in general. Mm-hmm. In terms of outbreaks, one of the things I might have done differently is to involve community physicians, community health resources, in parallel with uh, the groups from uh, the public health uh, agencies uh, within the province to uh, help uh, respond to the pandemic. Now everyone's learned what this is. It's our, uh, there hadn't been a pandemic for 100 years, and now we've seen it. So I think uh, I would involve more of the healthcare resources that are available in the community to help improve the overall response. Uh, and a final question to you. Do you think there has been enough introspection from our policy advisors, our elected officials, media, just in regards to how we better prepare uh, for this in the future? You said we did the big things well. Do you think there's enough introspection within this democracy in a public system uh, that we'd be better prepared for, for, for next time? I think so. I think uh, for the next uh, five, ten years or more, all of this will be in our recent memory. And if we see outbreaks, we will understand the risk of not doing anything and we will act uh, very uh, decisively. So I think that clearly is a lesson learned. Whether we will be able to do so with the resources available to us at a given time is another question. But we should make sure as much as we can that that will be the case if it's needed. Dr. Conway, thank you so much for your time today. Great to hear your voice. Always a pleasure. We'll talk again in the fall when it's time to give the shots to encourage people to just uh, go out there and roll up their sleeves. I promise you we'll have you on the show for sure to talk about that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.